We're recording. I want the banter. What's up, Jimmy? How you doing, buddy? I'm good. All of a sudden, you're going to be all formal. How you doing, buddy? Yeah. What do you want me to say? <laughs> How you been? You got, you hold, on, hold on, hold on. Let me, hold on. Let me, let me, I didn't get the memo. Here. Uh, oh, let's listen. You know what's funny is that that hat is you what you're wearing in the flyer I made. Is it? Yeah, it's my favorite hat. It's actually Berlin. But I changed the logo. Berlin. But I changed the logo. I changed the logo on that on your flyer, though. Now it's a Blast Furnace logo. So I be oh, I wow. little, Yeah. You like that? That's, Everybody for the kids. It's, it's a little questionable. It might not even be legal. <laughs> for the kids at home, my good friend over here, once again, this is like the fifth time you're on this. You get sued by some Germans for that, for that logo steal. Ah, listen, the Germans, listen, tell them to come talk to me. Mr. Craig ahead, how you been, my uh, man? Good, good. How you doing, Jimmy? What's going on? <laughs> same old shit, man. Same old so, shit. So I just, I got back. We were, we were supposed to play uh, Baltimore yesterday, and uh, Pete's flights wouldn't come in. No, no flights incoming, you know? All the connections, they wouldn't land in Atlanta. And uh, all the flights were canceled. I guess they said there was wind shears. So I don't know. But uh, unfortunately, well, we... Weren't able to play that festival yesterday at the Auto Bar in Baltimore, that Disturbing the Peace Festival. I was so excited to play it. It was a great lineup. It totally screwed up my weekend. Yeah, that sucks. I saw the post on the on the Sick of it All page. I think you reposted it of Pete talking about because Pete's down in Miami, right? So he couldn't get out of Florida. Yeah. So like we hit up Pete. We're like, hey, Pete, since you know you're the guy whose flights got canceled, just say something. You know, let people know. It sucked though. We drove all the way down there. No show. I had to drive back last night. Well, did you want? Did you stay and watch the show? No, we didn't. We wound up leaving earlier because, uh, you know, there was some things we had to to deal with since you know the show got canceled. You know, there was other things involved that we had to deal with. You know, yeah. Was there snow in Baltimore? Did it snow like not crazy? much? Not much. No, there was maybe a half an inch. Not bad at all. <clears throat> what are you drinking? Poison. Beer. No, no I don't. Come on. I don't drink. Don't drink. I don't drink. I haven't drank in over seven years, my man. That's good. That's good. It's a blueberry Red Bull. Oh, terrible stuff. It I, is. I occasion. What? I would drink Red Bull occasionally before a, a show, you know, but uh, nah. It doesn't do anything to me. I could drink I a pot of coffee and go to bed. It doesn't do nothing to me. I just like yeah, it. Yeah, it's because you're a maniac. Because it tastes you know, delicious. You're half on fire to begin with. You like wake up on fire. Yeah, I idle at like eighty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you idle at eighty. That's good. That's good. You like that one? So, yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of relaxed now. You know, I had like a lot of driving and a long weekend. So I'm, that's why I was like, hey, we, should we do this today? Should we do it a day when I have a lot of energy? But honestly, most of the interviews I do, I'm hyperactive. So it's kind of good that I'm, I'm relaxed. Yeah, you like you like even kill Craig right now. It's like yeah, it's like I a rare so, it's like a rare occurrence. Yeah, I was so excited to play yesterday. You know, I was so excited to see all the bands and like be there and get up and play a show. I was like so excited. I was like totally heartbroken, man. I haven't played a show in a while. I, I was like really disappointed that we didn't play, you know? What was the last show that you actually played? Uh, the last show I played was, I believe it was in Poughkeepsie. It's a show in Poughkeepsie. It was like a couple of weeks ago. It was a couple months ago. Yeah, it was a while. It was, it was actually the end of the year. So it was like uh, probably November, late November or something like that. Jesus Maybe Christ. December. I don't even remember. 
that's so fucked up, man. It's like, I, I feel for you guys, man. And obviously me saying that really means nothing because I'm not going through what you guys are going through, but you know, I was, I'm not going to get into the whole conversation, but you know, I was, I was talking with Lou via regular text. You know, it's just fucked up that you build a band for, you know, for 30 years and it's just how, how quickly shit just gets, the rug gets pulled out from under you. And it's just like, now yeah, what? It's just, a, it's a slow time now. We'll take it one day at a time. That's all we can do. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, listen, you know? I say, I feel like I say it all the time, but hopefully shit gets better before it gets worse again. I don't fucking know. There, but that's there, a whole are like, there are places like England where uh, restrictions were basically lifted and they're, you know, I talked to a few of my friends in England and they seem to be uh, having shows and everything's, you know, everything's uh, pretty reasonable over there. So that's a good sign, you know? Well, hopefully we follow fucking suit. Well, you know, it's the winter. The winter seems like it was bad last year. It's bad this year. And the summer and the spring was pretty good last year. And, you know, I'm hoping to play more shows as time comes up and ride my motorcycle when I'm not playing shows. Don't get, don't, don't get. I almost get more excited to ride the motorcycle and play shows, but not really. But it's like, it's a quick fix, man. Getting on that bike and just going in the open air to country roads. Oh, I love it, man. Nice. But be careful of the, of the, the wires. Oh, the wires. You, I told you about that. <laughs> I think you said it on a couple of podcasts, baby. Yeah, you almost so, decapitated yeah, yeah. yourself. <laughs> so we were playing we were playing a show in Albany. This was what 2017 or something like that. We were playing a show in Albany. And all the guys came up to my uh my farm. I have a farm, you know, in New York. So all the guys come up and uh, you know, Pete is with me. So Pete's like, I'm like, Pete, get on the get on the ATV. I'll get on my, like I had back then, I had like just a dirt bike. I didn't have my regular bike yet. And I'm like, Pete, get on the ATV, follow me. I'll be on the dirt bike and I'll show you like my property and my brother-in-law's property behind me. It's like hundreds of acres and stuff. So, you know, Pete's like, all right. So I'm like riding on the bike and all of a sudden it was wet out. Like it had rained the day before. So, you know, it was muddy conditions. So I'm on the bike, you know, and uh, I come across where my property meets my brother-in-law's property. And as they get closer, and I don't see that well, you know, I'm like an older guy. My eyes aren't great. You know, that's what happens after a while. Right. And uh, so there's a cable, a steel cable going across these two posts. So as I'm coming up to the steel cable, like 20 miles an hour, I couldn't stop in time. So I had to like lay the bike down. So I, lay, I slide the back tire out and throw the bike down and jump off it. I smash my shin on the peg, which is like a dirt bike peg, which is like spiked metal. So yeah. I rip a chunk out of my leg. I go down on the side of my head and my shoulder and uh, like my shoulder gets all banged up and uh, you know, my legs bleeding pretty bad. And Pete's like, Jesus, you all right? I'm like, yeah. And I was like kind of numb in the head a little bit. And uh, my head's like a rock. So I didn't get too hurt. But I was going to uh, say, you probably damaged the ground. Yeah. Yeah. The head, the, my head was all right. <laughs> but, but it turns out that, uh, you know, like I went and played the show in Albany that night and I, my leg was bandaged up and it's like all blood coming through it. And, uh, you know, it was fun. Played the show. My leg hurt a little bit. The next day, my shoulder was messed up. I couldn't really raise my arm for about two months. My shoulder was so messed up from falling. And uh, well, what's yeah, the alternative? If, if, if you didn't see it, you would have taken your head off. Yeah, it would have probably decapitated me. But the guy, the guy who put it up is a friend of mine. And I said, what are you doing? What happened? He goes, oh, it's just to prevent people from going on the property. And I said, somebody didn't kill them. I just got killed. He goes, the way I rigged it, it would just break away. But I didn't know that, you know? So I dumped the bikes. I didn't want to lose my head, possibly. Yeah. yeah it'll just break away. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I was a little nervous about that. But uh, it turned out, you know, whatever. My shoulder was messed up so bad that I had to go get an MRI. And the doctor told me that uh, 
there was a whole bunch of white stuff on my shoulder, like white, like clumps. And he said, it's all 20 years old from old injuries, but it's all aggravated. It's going to hurt you for a couple of months. So it oh, turns dangerous. out it's just like, oh, it was like, oh, you're from boxing, you know, you're yeah. hooking off the jab and stuff like that. So I have like some bad cartilage in my shoulder and, uh, you know, all that stuff. It's from like weightlifting and stuff like that. Like, yeah, you know, sometimes sloppy work in the body, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You like those lyrics? You know, Armand <laughs> actually wrote those lyrics, not me. You, you know whenever I talk to you, a body. you know when I talk to you, I always on purpose throw this stupid yeah, yeah, yeah. shit in on purpose. Yeah, um, yep, yep, yep. Maybe yeah. that's woven into the fabric of my being. Who knows? That's, you use that. You use that one too much. It's one of my favorites. It's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> so I'm wearing, a main, I'm wearing a Main Street Bistro shirt. You see that Main Street Bistro? Yes. You know what that is? It's a that's Bistro w- somewhere on Main Street that then their fans of Modad. That's Dougie Beans. He used to play drums from Murphy's Law, and uh, huh? he he owns a he owns a bistro, and uh, it's uh, where in Main Street because there's a Main Street in every small town on the it's, planet. It's in uh, what town is he in? He's in uh, New New Paltz. He's in New no. He's in New Paltz. Okay, Main Street in New Paltz. He makes like it's like the greatest menu ever. He's the greatest guy ever. He's the greatest drummer ever. It's you can't go wrong. All right, very good. So he, he he came to the he came to the Poughkeepsie show we did and he came backstage and we were like oh Dougie so he gave me a shirt so I was pretty psyched. There you go. Look at that. Shout out to Main Street Bistro up in New Main Street Bistro, New Paltz, New York. Best breakfast and lunch you're gonna have. Yeah, nice eggs Benedict over there. Delish. Great, great, great. And the best drummer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Listen, beat them eggs properly. Like. Yep. 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 <laughs> I, 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 I forgot to turn. I forgot to turn off my. Uh, you know, my uh, I forgot to put my phone on silence. So my mother just asked me if I mailed her red check for. Her. Oh, yeah, ma, I did. <laughs> hey, ma. hey, so now you know it's funny. It's funny that you you know you talk about boxing and then I throw in my stupid little lyric there because I mean we're, we're on podcast time. Obviously, we're not live. I'm not putting this out later. But when the people and the kids at home are listening and watching this, I am purposely putting this out. On February 23rd, which is the 23rd anniversary of the great Sick of It All record, Call to Arms. You see, I like that you say the great record because that record, I think, is underrated. The other guys in the band are always complaining about that record. I think it's really good. Why do you think I did all of this? Because I know that about you. It's one of my favorites. And I know what the general consensus with the other guys is. And I was looking on, I was like, all right, it's probably going to be a bonus or else you're going to have to wait like two, three months because I have so many episodes and I can't have you wait. You know, you're, you're, you're crack ahead, you know? Yeah, I'll so, break your hump if you make me wait. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, forget, I'll be getting texts and I'll have to pull a mile. Jim, Jim, you know what? But in reality, just like a half an hour before we started this, I was like, Jimmy, let's do it another day. I'm tired. You like pretty much slapped me around. So here I am. I did. I'm like, no. Uh, no. Maybe, I need, maybe I need it because I'm here now, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's I'm over here now. You, I'm over you, here now. <laughs> where you should be, right? You know what Armas you know complaint about call to arms is? He's like, I don't like the way the snare sounds. The snare. I'm like, this is a snare drum. Yeah, so what? Uh, the snare drum is going to ruin the record. I think I like the way it's. I like the, I like the songs. I like the fact that it's a plug and play record. It's not super produced. It sounds good, I think. But I I'm saying like good. we we didn't we didn't we pl- we kind of served it raw. We kind of went into the studio, plugged in, got hot screaming sounds, and played. 
And yeah. we didn't worry about every single thing being perfect. It's got a little bit of a, you know, it's a little elbow room in it. And I think it's ripping and raw. I like it. I like the way the bass sound. I was happy with the bass sound. I got one. Yeah. It's it, like I said, it took it, forever. Did it? Yeah. We, we would, we, we, when we did it, it, uh, you know, uh, uh, it took forever to get the bass sound because I was trying to get like a, you know, exactly what I wanted. And, uh, well, the beginning you know, the guy, of just a patsy that your bass is ridiculous. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty aggressive. You know, I did my little bass solos in that uh, uh, drastic song, you know? Yes. Yeah. That's like a real fast bass. A bit of fast runs. That was like a, a Steve Youth influence thing. Steve, Lu- Steve Youth from Seven Seconds. Because nice. he used to always do these fast runs in the, in the fast parts of the songs. And I was always like, oh, he's doing these nice little scale runs and stuff. So yeah. I was like, yeah, I could do that. I was like, when we went into that, that was an Armand song. When Armand wrote the song, I go, you know, something is perfect to like do my Steve Youth kind of thing here. Yeah, so Armand has, has a song with a little greasy wheezy on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's good. That one's good. That was fun. We just like goofing around. You know what I mean? Well, listen, you can't always be kind of fucking, you can't always be serious. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so so when I was figuring out when I was going to drop this, I, I, I went online. And I'm like, so I went to like sick of it all, like the Wikipedia to the discography, and I'm going album by album. And I'm like, all right, well, when was this released? When was this released? And I was like, this is perfect that Call to Arms was released within, you know, obviously a couple of weeks from now when we're recording. And I noted that, that you're, you're a fan of that record as opposed to oh, other yeah. guys in the band that I don't understand what they're listening to or what they you know, we always say, you, you know that first song? Uh, Pete, Pete likes it. I just think uh, all my... Let like Go? It. Let Go is a fucking... Uh, yeah, yeah. When I wrote that song, I was like, you know, like I was thinking like me and Danny Loker used to have this joke, screen door entrance, like something just comes in kind of like, you know, like kicking in the screen door. That song has a screen door. It kind of, when I wrote it, I was thinking like also the band AOD, Adrenaline Overdose. Yes. I was like, when I wrote that first riff, I was like, this sounds like AOD. Let me just rip like an AOD style song. So I was kind of like trying to write some old Adrenaline Overdose type stuff, sounding stuff in it. That's why I like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Lou, Lou, who wrote those lyrics? Lou, right? Uh, Lou wrote those lyrics. Yeah, yeah I wrote the I, music, and Lou wrote the lyrics. I think Armand Ryder wrote the writer wrote the writer wrote the middle part, that like digging mid tempo part in the middle where the breakdown happens. Yeah, yeah. I think, I, I think I, I saw I think I saw an interview, or maybe he told me in person or something, Lou, that he was he was in a brutal relationship or some shit like that, and then he wrote those lyrics. So it's yeah, yeah, he, yeah. I remember that time, and, and I remember he wrote those, and we were like, oh, that's got to be out. I forget what the name was. That's got to be out. What's the name? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I, I got some. I got some wireless. I you Bluetooth, you sound Bluetooth good headphones. to me. Yeah, I got Bluetooth headphones, man. I'm stepping up my game. Oh my! God. Don't let don't let Drew Stone find out. He's gonna be mad. Oh my god! <laughs> He's gonna be like, you didn't do that. You know. Well, yeah, on the last like time, gonna want me back on his show and all that, you know. But I'll do I know he hasn't, he hasn't asked me since the my internet was bad that time, so I feel kind of bad, like you know. Well, last time you were on here with me, your internet was pretty bad. But you know, it, you are, it comes and goes. It comes and goes. But this right now, it's very good. <coughs> You're like yeah, crystal clear. Lucky. But the, see, what's awesome about this is that my my lack of internet is crystal clear. I don't have internet. What do you have right now? You, you sound at my, at my at my house. I don't have internet. Is what I'm saying. Oh yeah, you're in an undisclosed location. Well, it's working. No, I'm not really. It's just I, you can hear me clear. It's hit and miss. Is what I'm saying. All right. Well, tonight. Hey, uh, uh, well, you're in black and white, huh? Yeah, I'm fancy. 
I'm stepping yeah, up my fucking like, game too, it's Craig. Almost like, it's almost like a grayscale you're doing. Do you like that? It's pretty cool. It's pretty yeah. cool. I do it because I don't know. It's just it's just very I don't know. Something to do. I, I guess it's something to do. You click a button. I don't know. So you do these Buttons. things. <laughs> oh that's it man i mean you know i'm just hanging around i'm you know i'm i'm uh hanging around yeah well well you, you got any questions you got any stuff to talk about who the fuck has stories? questions do i ever have questions for you ever no i shoot this shit like we're sitting at lmb i was talking to i went to amore today i had some pizza it was very of course good. you went to amore why wouldn't you go to amore I, I was i was heading back up to an undisclosed location and i stopped and i had a and i was gonna get like a few slices and the guy's like well if you get six slices it's you know only like two dollar fifty more for a whole pie but so we went back and forth he's like give me the pie right so is, I that, ate, is like, that the I, two I, slices I, that you texted me yeah those are the two that i didn't eat i ate the other six did you <laughs> Yeah, I you fat bastard! Hey, where you want, son? See, but we see. So you said before that you know Drew will get mad at you if you have your little Bluetooth things on, and he won't ask you to be on the show. But I will put it out there that this time you asked me to do this. Well, we I, haven't I, done anything in a long time. You know, I figured like let me you know because I know that you got your your uh, Instagram hack. You know, fucking so brutal. I put out. I put out a post to try and get you going again to try to help you. You know what I mean? And you and did. Thought, you, hey, got, you got me back probably about a hundred followers or something. That's good. That's good. You know. So yeah. I thought, like, hey, let's just do another interview, and then that'll parlay with, you know, having done a post to try and bring people over there. So right. yeah, you know, I, and then I'll post. I'll post this interview when it's ready to go, and then maybe you know, try to help you out. Yeah, I appreciate. I, I don't that. care what I don't care what everybody says. I think you're all right. I don't give a fuck what anyone says I'm either. Just, I'm joking. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> At this point, if people really think that I care what they think, it's it's I don't know what you're thinking. You know, I had a guy. I had a guy hit me up on Instagram actually, and he asked me about base equipment. Like, oh, you use this type of head because I he heard the, uh, an episode I did with Hoya with the smoking word, uh-huh. and he was asking me about base equipment. You know, it's pretty hard to tell him. Like, he's like, how do you get the sound between the head the this and that so i tried to explain to him as best i could but right. like you can't really tell somebody how to get a sound because it depends on what bass they have it depends on what strings they use it depends on how they play it depends yeah. on what they want to sound like it depends on who they're playing with there's right. so many variables that like you can you know you can like kind of you could pick somebody else's brain but you're never going to get that that their sound to work exactly how you want it to you know what i mean Right. And even like, even like your several bases that you even, that you have, like they don't even sound the same. Like red has a different sound than the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. They all have that biting, uh, biting sound. They have a lot of teeth, but a red has like the most bite, the most like mid range growl and, and cut to it. You know what I mean? It's Why also the that? way you play. It's just, it's just that base. It's just, it's just a great base that I was like very lucky to come across when I was young. But it's also the way you play, the way, you know, there's a, there's a certain way that you embellish the picking, you know? It's not just bum, 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 It's bum, 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 You know, there's a lot of little things, and it's how you hold the pick, and it's how you relax your wrist, and how you hit the string. It, it's a, there's a lot to it. You know, everybody's going to sound different, is my point. Like, I sound the way I sound. The other guy's going to sound like, like, if I try to sound like somebody else, I'm not going to sound like True. You know, I mean, I've been trying to sound like John Entrosel forever and you know, a little bit here and there, maybe, but you know. But no. But yeah, not exactly. 
Well, uh, well, I'm just looking at my notes here, right? So you're dropping here. Um, uh, I'm recording. This is where kids were on podcast time. I'm recording tomorrow night with a gentleman that you shared the stage with. And it was the first time that he's going to be on the podcast. And he's dropping in a week and a half from when you're listening now. And when you... Who might that be? I'm very curious. Well, um, l- let me finish my sentence, sir. Um, you said that you wanted to maybe come on here, talk about some old hardcore stories, this, that, and the other thing. But this kind of came up kind of by surprise on a whim off of the strength of me doing this with you. I started looking wherever and I hit up this gentleman and you played with him for a while and I'm recording with him tomorrow night. And I want a couple of stories. Um, I want a couple of stories. Give me a a hint who it is and I'll figure it out. Uh, I want a couple of stories from the time frame that you played with my personal favorite straight edge band, Youth of Today. John, you have Priscilla on. I do, sir. Oh, that's great. He's going to give you good stories. I'm recording with him tomorrow night. He's a good orator. He's going to give you some good stories. I played in that band in 1986. I think I started playing with him in March of 86. And the Breakdown the Walls. That's the year Breakdown the Walls came out. Yeah. And I, you know, I kept saying to those guys, like recently, because I, I see John sometimes, you know, we, we hang out once in a while. And I, I see Ray on occasion as well. And I'm like, yeah, that was 86. He's like, no, that was like 87. I'm like, no, that was 86. Turns out he was right. Like, what I was thinking was the summer of 86 was like the beginning of 87. But I was thinking it was summer because we were in California. So my timeline of being in that band is a little askew. I guess I joined in March of 86 and I played well, dude, with you're them talking until, 35 plus years ago. Yeah, I, mean, I, played so. with that, I played with them until like the end of the winter of 87, maybe like March or something like that of 87. So it's hard for me to remember, you know, I can't like remember. But I'm messing it up because back then I... <laughs> I was in California for the first time and I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt. And meanwhile, it's the winter in New York. So to me, it's like, Oh, it must've been warm weather. Right. I get it. How, so how long were you, 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 you toured with them? Did you go overseas with them at all? And now, no, back then, no overseas. We did, right. uh, we did, we did a bunch of local shows. We play all in the tri-state area, you know, and Boston and the places like that. Additionally, I did a tour with them down South. It was like the, one of their earlier tours. It was a small tour, not a lot of people coming. And then I went, uh, to California with them at the uh, in the fall, I guess the winter, the, the beginning, end of '86, beginning of '87. I don't remember when it started to finish, but it was like they stay tell me it's '87. I felt it was '86. It might have been in the crossover. Were you sleeping in squats? No, we weren't really sleeping in squats. We were sleeping in people's houses, so we'd have people put us up. We we slept in the the guy from Justice League, that guy Ryan. We slept in his father's garage for about two weeks. Nice. Uh, we we didn't have any money for food, so we'd go out and pick oranges from the trees. So it was Southern California, you know. So we just eat oranges off the tree. So uh, we stayed in his garage, and then his father was like, "These kids can't stay here any longer. They've been there two weeks." So he threw us out, and we stayed with the other guy from Justice League. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was fun. We were young. I was like sixteen or something. You know what I mean? It was fun. It's first time I went to first time I went to California. Sixteen years old in a band doing your thing, and if we obviously you were in a van. Who had a fuck were you traveling around? We weren't even in a van. We just flew out there and we got around like, you know, whoever had a car would take us to a show. We had instruments. That was it. We went up to San Francisco. We played the farm in San Francisco. 
No shit. I remember that. I remember, I remember, uh, I got my bass set up, red got set up at some music shop. Cause it was like, she was all messed up and it came back and she felt great. And then we played the farm and it was a great show. I was like, what a great show. And fat Mike was there. And, uh, this is like, you know, but probably when I, I, fat, I Mike met fat, Mike from, fat Mike what, fat records from no effects. Yeah. Fat no. records. So he was there and I had met him before, but this is like, he, I remember he was like really drunk and I was like, what's up, man? What are you doing? We're hanging out a little. And by the end of the night, he was like face down in a puddle and people were like just pouring beer on him. And I was like, yo, this guy's a decent guy. Like it's weird. You know, he was like yeah. unconscious in a puddle. I was like picking his head out of the puddle. I was like, yeah, how help this guy. And they were just like, ah, oh, he does this every weekend. I was like, oh, okay. All right. Trying to help the guy drag, drag him out of the puddle. Like, you know, wipe his face with a t-shirt. Try to help the guy, you know? <laughs> What do you want? You know, punk rockers from the West Coast, crazy. Yeah, insane. That's fucking funny, dude. Yeah. So, like I said, I was—I don't even know where my head was at, but I'm thinking. I'm like, I think I was making your flyer, and I'm like, okay, straight ahead, creep division. I was like, you to today. I'm like, you know what? Let me see, because I, I had Sammy on. You know, and also he was in Judge. I was, right. like, I, had, I was like, I had my Judge on. I had Sammy on. I was like, you know what? Yeah, let me reach out to Porcelli and I hit him up on Instagram and he's like, sure. So it was a couple back and forth and tomorrow night we're going to record with him. So I figured I would pick your brain about the youth of today days. That's good. You know, you know speaking of creep division, Chuck, he was recently just last week hit by a car out in Santa Cruz. He lives in Santa Cruz and he walked down into the street and he got hit by a car and he was hospitalized. They had to do some surgeries on him, broke his kneecap, broke his ankle. Oh, fuck. Uh, you know, he's, his head's okay though. He's got things like a cinder block. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, you know, he's got, he, he's got, he's got the biggest head in punk rock. Everyone says I have the biggest head. I'm the East coast champion, I guess. Right. But, uh, I, any, anytime like you take a tape measure, measure my head up against somebody else's, my head's always bigger. But uh, Chuck beats me by an eighth of an inch. He's the only guy to ever beat me in a tape measure head contest. A tape measure head contest. I, 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 I do it. I beat Danny Biohazard. All these guys, I beat them all. And Danny Biohazard's head looks like it's fucking carved out of like a look, tree stump. Let me. It looks like it's big, but he's got a big face. His head's smaller than mine. Actually, his face is bigger. Looks <laughs> like one of those old Russian Bolsheviks, you know? Yes. Got that thing going on. That's my guy. He's a great drummer. What a what a drummer. Love that. Amazing thing. drummer. Amazing uh, drummer. Gr- Best guy in the world. And that, that first Biohazard record is one of my favorite drum oh, sounds yeah. on a record. The oh, first yeah. Biohazard oh, record, the drums on that record, I don't know what it is, but... Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's certain people, like, you listen That's to a Biohazard record, record, you just know that it's Danny. You can just hear it. You just know. Best in Pieces reunion, and we were like, who are we going to get? And it was a toss-up between uh, Matt Cross and Danny. And, uh, you know, Matt Cross lives in Detroit. So, you know, between those two, we were like, oh, let's get Danny. He's right here. And, you know, either one, two fabulous drummers. You know what I mean? So we did that with Danny and it was a total blast. We loved it. We had a blast. I always wanted to play with him. So I played with him once before, uh, but it was only a one-off gig. It was a Drew Stone thing. He did a party in the city back in like 1993 or something like that. It was Danny playing drums and me playing bass. We did like a little cover band, but this was the first time, uh, you know, the second time I got to play with him, which was great. No shit. Why are you fucking, you've been in 17 on the bands. Why do you put a little side project together with Danny Biohazard? It's not a bad idea. And not you sing. Idea. You sing and play bass. Sing. I like to sing. That creepy I, version stuff is fun. I got to sing in that. I know. Well, well, you have a few sick of it all songs where you sing, especially Boston. Yeah, crowd yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a crowd please. And that two plus two song on the last record. Correct. 
I know. We didn't put we didn't put who sang those songs. Like I sang two plus two. I wrote it and then I just sang it, you know, and Lou sings the chorus with me, we like duet it. And that yeah. last song, The New Slavery, Armand sings that. Yeah. So uh, pe- people don't know that that last song is Armand singing and people don't know it's me singing two plus two. My voice sounds a little different than back when I sang Busted because that was, you know, the 90s. So my voice yeah. is a little scratchy now. That's, you know? that's built to last. So that kid, that's 97. 97. Look at you. You know better than me. I know things. Oh, look, look. Yeah. I just look behind me. Look at that. What is that? You can't see it? It's, it's too, you're too much grayscale. I can't tell what it is. It's, it's a promotion. I bought it for $5 in Bleaker Bob's in 1992. That's a promotional poster for Just Look Around. Oh, wow. It looks like a mirror with little, little uh, lights on it. Stop the nonsense. Here, look. look looks like a, looks like a, oh, wow. Okay. Oh, wow. That's nice. I couldn't, you can't see that in the background. It's too, too dark. Wow. Look at that. Yes, yeah, that's a Richie too. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. That's it. That's a, that it's it's from Relativity Records. It's it's the fucking promo that I bought for five dollars from Bleaker Bob's. Bleaker Bob was an asshole, though, wasn't he? He was a jerk. He was. He guy. was. When it came when it came to like yeah, doing business with him, he was like really rude. You know, he was an asshole. I'd say what's up to him. I'd say I'd be like a gentleman. Hey, how you doing? He just look at me. He just like, give me like a look. Yeah. One time, a band went in there and saw one of their seven inches for like a ridiculous amount of money. So the guy from it wasn't the uh, guy what, from what band because I know you know what band a band it, it was the, way too vague. I'll listen. I'm telling you, so it wasn't the it wasn't the band. It was the brother, the younger brother of the guy from the band, right? Yeah. So he saw his older brother's band's rare early hardcore seven inch, and it was like two hundred fifty bucks. And he goes, "Hey, look, that's my brother's band. Maybe I want to buy it, but I'm not buying it for two hundred fifty bucks." And uh. Instead of him and Bob having a conversation that was reasonable, I guess Bob cursed and was rude. And they wound up, from what I understand, something happened where Bob afterwards didn't feel good. (laughs) Was he was he short one seven inch after he didn't feel too good? I I can't. I don't know if there was any theft involved. They might have purchased a seven inch. I just know that he. Well, listen, Bob is out. He may have been short a tooth or two, but I can't say for right. sure. Right. Well, Bleaker Bob's, you know, you know what's fucked up is that Bleaker Bob's is long gone now. The statute of limitations yeah. on stealing a fucking seven inch is long over is long gone. And I actually, I, 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 I felt guilty, and I'll never do it again. I actually went into the old fucking Bleaker Bob's spot, which is now like a sushi slash Thai restaurant, and had sushi really? there. Really? And, and I was sitting there and I'm like looking around. Yes. Like, this used to be bleak of bobs. Yesterday when we got to Baltimore, the hotel, everything was closed, but there was a sushi type place. And we went and got some takeout before we uh, settled in for the evening on Friday night. Yeah. Are you a sushi connoisseur from way back, Craig? Uh, yeah, I was big on sushi. I used to go with Vinny Stigma when I was in Agnostic Front. We'd go to All You Can Eat Sushi, and we'd eat as much as we could. We'd go into the bathroom, throw up, come out, eat, eat more. <laughs> that, was, that was the technique. We'd you know throw up in the bathroom and come out and eat more. So you would be like temporarily bulimic, the two animals. Yeah, 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 like two animals. So one time we're in San Francisco, and we got a, we're playing a, a club called The Stone, right? This is like 88, maybe. So we're playing The Stone. So Vinny and I, we find an all-you-can-eat place. And it's a new place. It's like a Japanese guy, older guy, just opened it up. So we go in, we eat, 
We eat as much as we can. The guy's like, wow, you guys can eat a lot. So then he goes in the bathroom, he comes out, he eats a ton more. I go in the bathroom. Come After like two or three sessions of that, the guy's like, what are you, what are you throwing up in the bathroom? We're like, no, we're just hungry. And the guy kind of kicked us out. He totally took advantage of the situation, you know? Of course you did. Fuck. But do you get... Do you, when, I, when, I, when I was in Agnostic Front, right? Yeah, talk to me about AF because you were on... Well, it's, it's, it's definitely top three. But it could be number... Depending on the day, it could be number one. But you... I mean, your first record with them was, was one voice. Uh, yeah, no, I did those. I did the live record, and then there was another live record that came out. I did a live at CBGB's record. I, I, I come on, Craig, you, you should know this about me by now. The last warning record was recorded on December 23rd, 1992, at CBGB's. Okay, wow, all right. Now, well, listen, to that, listen, huh? listen, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna smarten you up right now, okay? A lot of yeah, people you, already know this. A lot of people already know this, and I've said this several times. You should know this by now, my friend. All right. You ready? I'm ready. That was a benefit show for a specific organization, was, was, was where that last warning record was recorded at CBS. It was a benefit show for something. I don't remember exactly what it is, but Roger comes on and he announces that. Abandoned children with AIDS. Correct. Whatever organization that is. So yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever organization that is. Right. Yeah, the abandoned children. Where, where are you? Yeah. yeah, that one. Yeah, that yeah. one. Over, yeah. over there, right. So, so what happens is you guys opened up with Undertow. And then from Undertow, you go right into Victim in Pain. And then you go right into Your Mistake. All right? Now, is this ringing a bell yet for you? No? Not really. All right. I don't remember the set. I remember the live at CBGB's one a lot more. Well, yeah, this is live at CBGB's, last one. Oh, yeah, you're talking about the first one. No, I'm yeah, talking about... It's a good one. It's one of the greatest live records across any genre of music, period, that first one. Well, the live at CBGB's was good. Yes. Well, so is last warning because I'm yeah. about to get. I'm about to get to. Not the as good as live at CBG. Sorry. Well, well, maybe because I'm a little partial to it because I'm about to get to the I whole punchline. I, I, I had a red hot SVT with the tubes so red they were blue, screaming loud. Bass is nice and strong. That album came out screaming hot. It did. But now you guys go. It's on the last warning record. You guys go into your mistake. Now the last several fucking. I guess words or lines in that song, Rod just keeps on repeating, it's your mistake, it's your mistake, it's your mistake, yeah. right? So now if yeah. you go back and you listen to it, the last time he says it's your mistake, well, actually like the two or three times that he's saying it, it's me, guess, and, it's, you, yeah. it's me and Rogers screaming, it's your mistake. And then right after the last quote unquote, your mistake, some fucking retard from Brooklyn Screams. Retards, PC days. You gotta watch I'm not here on the Brooklyn Blast. So somebody screams, motherfucker. And that would be me, sir. Your humble host. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. You're, in, you're on there. I'm on there. And now every single time that I've seen you guys play, when you guys do that, somebody always screams, motherfucker, at the end of your mistake. Thanks to yours truly. You're welcome, people. 
You fucking well. I didn't know. I didn't know that. Yeah, I get I get agnostic from mailbox money royalties every day. Yeah, when we did that that uh that <laughs> show for the for the that album, that live album, I remember uh uh we took a giant poster with the glue back in the old days you do the glue with like the the painting thing. Oh, and we put yeah. it on the we we put we put it on the door of the social club around the block. Mm. You, you know, that social club. That one. Yeah, we like put it on their door. And and that caused a problem? No, the problem was before that. That was like the hey Ah, how do you like that? Right. Well, not me. That, that wasn't my call. I was just. Yeah, you were just hanging that, around. Yeah. I was a scared guy that didn't want any part of it, but was involved with guys that, you know, truly didn't care. Right. And looked like, hey, you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know what you New mean. York Hardcore. New York Hardcore, son, what can I tell you? Right. Especially back then, 92 was, was, it was something. But yeah, I'm all I'm all over that whole CD layout, bro. I'm all over it because because basically the whole the inserts and the covers is basically a collage of pictures taken in CBs that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. I'm all over it, handsome as ever. You're doing all right, kid. Good for you. Listen, I'm 46. Bro. Is that a cigarette? Is that a cigarette? Do you smoke? No. We just the cigarette. Yeah, but it's not a cigarette. What is it? You used to smoke cigarettes. I use, I haven't smoked a cigarette since September twenty oh, first. Yeah, but it's it, I don't get high or anything. It's it's like it's like it's like girly, bro. It's like fruity. Oh, it's that vape thing. That thing sucks. Yeah, I know. Doing? It's I know. It's like a robot. Stupid. What are you doing? Well, listen. It's better than cigarettes. I need something. I have Red Bulls in this. Leave me alone. If you're gonna do smoke dust, at least be like. I was just gonna say, oh, you know what's fucked up? I was just gonna say I could be drinking whiskey and smoking crazy out of angel dust. Hey, what do you? But I don't do those things no more. In the eighties, in the eighties, everybody was smoking dust. You go to a hardcore show, you'd smell spearmint everywhere. Oof, bro, that's bro. Yeah, it was rough. It was rough. Eighties. Yep, yep, yep. See, I'm too young for the eighties. My little heyday was early nineties, early mid nineties. I was smoking that shit. Hey, can't help when you were born. Good for you. Nineties were good too. What happened? The nineties? Nineties were good too. Yeah, nineties were great, man. Yeah, I remember 90s, outside. Nineties yeah, were great. Outside that show, outside the last one show, I remember I was standing outside on the huge line, and I'm drinking forties of like Saint Ives. They're like fucking a bunch Ooh. of along with everybody else who was drinking Crazy Horse and Saint Ives and all this fucking old English and shit. Very, very nineties. That's nineties and eighties. Very smoking, du- smoking dust and drinking like Schmitz. Yeah. Budweiser. Yeah, yeah. Quarter yeah. <laughs> Schmitz. Brutal. Quarter Schaefer. Oh. Schaefer. Yeah, no good. So, so, so I got a story. One time, uh, Vinny Stigma and Billy Psycho from the Psychos, they were, they were drinking beer. This is probably 1984, 85. I wasn't there, but this is a story. They were drinking beer on Stigma's roof. And uh, <clears throat> so they're drinking the beer, and Billy Psycho's tooth falls out into the beer, the quarter <laughs> beer. So his tooth falls out into the beer. He's like, oh, I lost my tooth. So they finish off the beer, and whoever gets the tooth, they spit the tooth out. So they took glue. They took, like, crazy glue, and they, like, Vinny glued Billy's tooth back into his head. But he accidentally, but the punchline is he accidentally glued it in backwards. So he had a backwards tooth in his head until it fell out again. Unbelievable. That's old hardcore. Listen, I've been in Vinny Sigma's apartment a few times, 
And God only knows, like, I can only imagine the stories and the things that went to be a fly on the wall in that little apartment off March. First of all, first of all, one time they used to have card games on the the floor above. They had like a card games, you know what I mean? Yeah. So one time, uh, so somebody knocks on the door and it was an old girlfriend of Vinny. She answers the door and she doesn't know who the guy is. And the guy's trying to come in, like, because he thinks it's he's in the wrong apartment. And 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 it's Matt Damon, you know? Not Matt Damon. It's, uh, uh, what the hell is it? Uh, who's that actor? Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon. It's Matt Dillon. Dude, that was a great guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a great guess. It's Matt Dillon. And he tries to walk into the apartment. And she's like, what are you doing? And he thinks he's just coming into the card game. You know what I mean? Yeah. She grabs the She grabs the bat from behind the door and whacks him in the head. He like hits the ground. He's all busted up. And Vinny Stigma's girlfriend like broke Matt Dillon's head with a baseball bat for trying to walk into his apartment. It's like 1983 or something. It's a great story, huh? Yeah, it's awesome. See the things that gone on. Hardcore. Oh my! And 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 let me tell you that Vinny Stigma's apartment is is haunted. Is it? By you know you know what Hatman is? You ever hear Hatman? Hatman. No. It's 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 an apparition that wears a giant like hat like looks like the undertaker from wrestling you know looked like the big so let me tell you a story real quick it's a good story i probably want i want to hear about vinnie stigma's haunted house all right so i'm still i'm sleeping (laughs) i'm sleeping at at stigma's at stigma's apartment it's probably 1987 where are you sleeping in there he had bunk beds so i'm sleeping on the bottom and him and his girlfriend at the time are sleeping on the top bunk you know so i would stay at his house all the time Right. All the money I would make playing the agnostic front after the tour, I'd sleep at Stigma's house every day for a month. And we'd go out and have hundred dollars sushi dinners till the money was gone. <laughs> okay. So that, that's how I would spend it. I was like, Oh wow, I make money being a musician. So we just eat sushi. <laughs> right. So I'm staying at his house one night and all of a sudden the door opens, right? I'm half asleep. I look at the door. I see the door open and I see like a shadowy figure come in, like a guy with a big hat big coat. And I'm thinking to myself, I think it's his, his rest, his soul. I think it's his cousin, Charlie. So his cousin, Charlie, you know, his cousin, Charlie would sometimes be, Hey, let me borrow 10 bucks, kid. You know, he'd run around at night. He was like a guy just hanging out. You know what I mean? So he was like a night bird. So he'd go out. So I'm like, Oh, Charlie's going to ask me for some money. So I see him like walk in. He walks right up to the bed, like real slow. It's almost like you can't see him clear though. I'm like, it's dark in here. I can't see him. So he kind of walks up to the bed and he's got this big hat on. I'm like, why is he dressed like the Undertaker from wrestling? <clears throat> so when he gets close to the bed, I kind of just move my head. So I'm not looking at him. I'm thinking, let me pretend I'm asleep. Maybe he'll leave me alone. All of a sudden I feel he's like standing over my bed for a couple seconds. And it feels a little weird. It's like a weird suspense vibe. And all of a sudden I feel two hands pushed down on the back of my shoulders. I'm sleeping on my stomach. The hands push me down and I'm like, whoa. And the hands hold me real strong and I let go. Boom, I jump up and there's nobody there, right? Nobody there. I freak out. I jump out of the bed. I turn the lights on. Vinny and his girlfriend, I'm like, what are you doing, kid? What are you doing? Turn the lights off. I'm like, did you see that? Did you feel that? I'm freaking out. I go in the living room. I turn the bedroom light off. I go in the little kitchen area. There's nobody there. The door's locked. I'm like, how's the door locked? Freaked me out, right? I'm like, you know, it wasn't a dream because I was awake, but I was like, whatever, you know? So eventually I go back to sleep. I stay at his house couple next couple days nothing happens about four days later three days later i sleep at his house again right i wake up in the middle of the night i'm facing the wall the bunk beds were against the wall i hear i hear the door open right 
and I can feel the energy. It's the same undertaker looking dude. <laughs> I feel the energy. I, I, it's almost like I'm communicating with him. Like, it's like, almost like, you know, it's him and he knows it's me. So I, I wake up and I, I open my eyes and I think to myself, am I sleeping? Cause last time nobody was there. Right. I hear the air conditioner going, right? The air conditioner is going cause it's the middle of the summer. So it's a concrete wall. So I touch the wall and the wall's ice cold. I say to myself, I'm awake. I just touch this wall. The air conditioner is going, right? So I don't even look over, but I can feel the thing walking towards me. And the thing's almost like it knows that I'm aware of it. And I know that it's aware of me. And I can't explain that. It's like this other place you were in. Right. It's almost like a telepathic kind of understanding it was really strange like a suspense knowing okay so the thing walk the thing walks up to the bed same like last time stands over the bed i'm laying on my <laughs> stomach and i'm kind of i'm kind of bracing myself thinking like you know f you i don't care what this is this is in my imagination it's nothing right right i said i'm telling myself all of a sudden the thing standing over the bed and in a split second there's something laying on top of me and there's a cloud of black smoke here and it goes, it's making us, it's like right on top of me. And it feels like a thousand pounds on me and the things right here. And I hear it go, <sighs> I hear like two metallic sounding breaths freaked me out. Then all of a sudden the same thing, my shoulders get pushed down really hard. And then for about a second, second and a half, it's gone. I pop up so hard that I smash my head in the bunk bed above me. I jump up, Stigma and his girlfriend tell me to shut up. I go in the apartment a little bit. There's nobody there again. Same thing, right? That's most of the story. The next day I go down. We're having, it's Sunday, so we're having dinner at Vinny's mother's house. Rest her soul. Rest your soul, Terry. She was a good woman. She's making us pasta. The best pasta you ever had in your life. Vinny Stigma's mother made the best Italian food you ever had in your life, guaranteed. And I was fortunate enough to be in her good graces and she'd have me over for dinner on a regular basis. So we go there and I say, Teresa, I say, I got to talk to you. I say, this weird thing happened to me last night and the other, you know, a couple nights ago. And I explained it to her without getting too, too detailed. Just, and she was like, kind of like almost had a little attitude. She's stirring the, the gravy. She goes, yeah, we're a bunch of, she goes, yeah, my friends say some stuff like that, but we're a bunch of old ladies. What do we know? Right. She gives me that kind of a vibe, uh, old, okay. old school, old school, little Italy lady, you know, like, Oh, what do you think? I'm stupid. She's almost giving me that, you know? Yeah. 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 Like, oh. And I'm like, I'm like, no, Teresa, I'm serious. This really happened to me. And, and what's the deal here? Right. So she sees that I'm serious and she kind of looks at me like, okay. She like, it looks like, are right, you not messing with me? Cause maybe she thought I heard stories and I was goofing on her or something like that. Like, so she sits down she goes, okay, my friend downstairs, my other friend in the building, they sometimes come out. She says, my one friend comes into her kitchen at night and sees a guy standing in the corner and he, she can't really see him. It's just all black. And he just stands there and looks at her. And then she goes away and that's it. You know, my other friend, like sometimes we'll go into the bathroom and see him in like the bedroom when she goes into the bathroom. So she's like, you know, we see this kind of stuff. They say they see this, but and she looks at me and she makes a face and she goes, but we're a bunch of old ladies. What do we know? So uh -huh. she's kind of like looking like, you know, she's like, yeah, this is going on, but don't, you know, she's, she kind of, you know, she's admitting it. But she's also saying, like, you know, what do you think? I'm a dummy? Like, right. no, I'm not saying that. And I say, no, I just wanted to get the scoop from you. Yeah. And um, she goes, I will tell you this. And here's where you got to play your Twilight Zone music, right? <laughs> she goes, she goes, you know, when you go to the roof? Now, when you go on Vinny's roof and you look down, 
It's between his building and an old church. It's an, it's an historic church yes. that <clears throat> since it's so old, it can't be torn down. It right. had to stay up, but legally had to stay up. So when you go on the roof and there's a graveyard behind there and there's a certain amount of graves I'm not allowed to dig up. So when you look from Vinny's roof, you can't see this from the street. It's all blocked in between the church and his block. There's a graveyard that's maybe 18 feet by, by 20 feet, something like that. Maybe a little bigger, whatever. It's just a little plot with the old graves. She goes, you know what that is? She goes, that's, and now I saw the Quaker Oat Man, you know, the Undertaker, the Quaker sure. Oat Man. That's the guy that came at me with the big black coat, looked like an old like Sunday school preacher, Quaker Oat Man. Yeah. She goes, that's a graveyard. She goes, the reason that can't be dug up is she goes, that's the graveyard from the original settlers of New York. And they were the Quakers that wore those outfits, right? Yes. She goes, this whole area, all the way over to CBGB, she goes, for about four of these New York City blocks, that was a huge settler's graveyard. She goes, that's all that's left of it. Play the Twilight Zone music. Because wow. I got attacked by like a, a, a apparition of a Quaker. It was the craziest thing ever. Took that, me a long time to tell it, but it was. No, it was, that's yeah, not. That's you're you're, that's you're a, a good storyteller there, Craig. That's crazy. That's a real story. And I, I believe you. About that still to this day. He goes, what are you talking about, kid? I never saw anything like that. You're out of your mind. You were, you were asleep. I'm like, no, nah, it happened. Nice. Next time I talk he, he to does, Vinny, he does, he does, yeah, he does. He's like, ah, he doesn't acknowledge it. He doesn't. He doesn't, he, he doesn't want any part of it. Says it's funny. Shitting all of that. Yeah, my nonsensical brain goes from when you see. <laughs> I know, I know the exact church that you're talking about. I don't remember the name off the top of my head, but I, I went there to take pictures, and I superimpose like the actual picture with the church. Now I do this location scouting thing, but uh, I do. I know about that. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. Yeah, Neil, Neil De La Croce, fucking uh, Carlo Gambino's underboss, was, was had his funeral services there. Really? Yeah, Neil De La Croce. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He had, that was this place around the block, the club I was talking about earlier. The Ravenite. I didn't say that. All right, while you're drinking something, you want to see something really fucking cool? Go ahead. You want to? I, I got to run out for a second, but just hold your horse. Drink your water. Nice. One second. Two things. It's actually lemon seltzer. Is it delicious? Uh, yeah, it's good. I like lemon seltzer. Now that this guy's gone, we can have a real conversation, people. Right. What the, hell's, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Well, I hey, told you. To yeah, I told you. Two seconds. I'm very neat. I know where everything is. When we, when, we, when we did the episode at LMB's, I don't think it was actually on the episode, but I told you. so good. Oh, my God. I know. I was telling you about the location thing. Actually, shout out to Danny Boy from House of Pain because there you go. it's the Delta Bravo Urban Exploration Team. And I told you that a friend of mine, Joe Schellinger, he's a Philly guy. He knows that I'm a huge Rocky fan. Uh -huh. so, oh, great movie. One of my favorites. My favorite franchise of any movie ever. As a whole, minus part great. five, even the Creed movies, I'm a big fan. So he knows that I'm a huge Rocky fan and he had like four or five of these things and he mailed me something by surprise. He asked me for my address. I thought he was going to send me some stickers or some shit. I get this box and I'm like, why is this so fucking heavy? How many stickers did he send me? And when they destroyed, they, they, they tore down the fish, the, 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 the pet store where he buys Cuff and Link and Buckus. Yeah. And so he sends me this. Oh, it's like the zoo. 
Yes, the Delta Bravo Philly. It's a sticker on a brick from the original pet store in Rocky, bro. That's pretty hard, man. Bro, that's how hard. fuck? Yeah, that's sick now. That's like having a piece of the CB stage. I have a piece of that somewhere. Um, Vinny Stigma said that he had a piece of the stage. And, and I think it was on the last podcast I did with him and Mike Gallo in Vinny's apartment. He's like, yeah, yeah I had he a piece. He's like, I had a piece of the CBGB stage. And then I look at it one day and I see that it had mites. It had mites <laughs> in it. And he threw it away. I'm like, what? I would have put it in bleach and That's kept great. it. So now we were just talking about a certain particular social club. Now I was happened to be down there. I was doing my whole location scouting shit. And I just so happened to be walking past the old Ravenite, which turned into a shoe store. Now the shoe store is gone now too. So I see that there's like Brown construction paper on the windows. So I'm like, Oh, there's someone working in here. So now my brain goes, if I can get in here, I want a piece of the original because the, the, the tile floor is original from when John Gotti and everybody was there. So okay. Even the shoe store had the original floor. So I go in there, I knock, and there's some guy, he's construction guy, whatever. So he's like, oh, I don't know, there was none of them. But I was like, what about that over there? I was like, is that garbage? He's like, yeah. I was like, can I take that? He's like, sure. Because I look up at the ceiling and the ceiling is gone. I have a piece of the original Ravenite fucking ceiling, my man. That's hard. You might have a blood stain on it. Who knows? Now, that's now I need that's, that's mob classic mob stuff. Now I need a tile so that I could say, you know, between this tile and this ceiling, the characters and the conversation that happened to be, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, pretty heavy business, bro. Wow, yeah. there you go. Yeah, yeah you're I, like all, you're like you're pretty much a collector of that type of stuff. Things that would mean absolutely nothing to somebody, but it's New York yeah, City that's, history. That's, that, yeah, that's your thing. It's, you know, yeah. Rocky, those Rocky movies are great. The character's great. It's a great, great story, you know? Bro, and it's it's and, and people are like, oh, I don't like boxing movies. Stop it. It's not, uh, a, it's not a boxing it's, movie. It's, it's a, not it's, a boxing it's, it's, movie. It's a movie about a, a human it's a human story, you know? Yeah. Trials and tribulations of a man in the 20th century, you know? It's a Right. real story. And the original one is about, you know, a down and out guy who gets a shot. But at the end of the day, it sounds really cheesy. But the first Rocky movie is basically a fucking love story. Yeah, it really is. It really it is. is. So it's a story of love and triumph, you know? Yeah. He, uh, you know, they originally wanted to get Ryan O'Neill to play the character of uh, of Rocky. And uh, and Sylvester Stallone was like, no, I have to play him. And they yeah. were trying to, they were like, we'll buy it, but Ryan O'Neill has to play Rocky. He's like, nope, and he refused to do it until he was able to star in it. He knew. Yeah, of course he, he knew. knew. That's one guy. You know, there's, there's a few people, you know, it sucks when people pass away. So I don't have like the celebrity worship shit, whatever. You know, it's sad, you know, Meat Loaf recently passed away. That's sad. You know, yeah, you, bless his soul. Yeah, it's like, it's like even if you don't know the names of the songs or whatever, like, you know the songs if you heard them, like, this is part of the ether at this point. You did, know, you know, and, did you know that Scott from Anthrax is married to Meat Loaf's daughter? Yes. That's, there you go. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, had six degrees yeah. of separation, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's music, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, Makes sense, music. you know, Louis Anderson recently passed away, which I was sad, you know, is the comedian. You know, there's a couple of people. The last time I was legitimately, like, upset that a celebrity of sorts died was George Carlin. Okay. I'm a huge George. I was obviously upset when Lemmy died, but like somebody yeah, like, 
Like, I'm telling you, like, when I find out the day that, like, Sylvester Stallone dies, I'm going to be legitimately upset. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just like there's certain people, you know? Cuff and Link. Cuff and Link, for the last of my knowledge, are still alive. Really? Oh, turtles last a long time. But they're only, like, ready and sliders. They're like the water turtles. It's not like a Galapagos tortoise. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when I was a kid, when I was a kid, we had, uh, like, big turtles you know mm-hmm. the kind that live the kind you know the type of turtle that lives like 100 plus years and we put them in a lake by my house right like uh culture on park we put them in the lake and uh you know i would see giant turtles on the side of culture on lake my whole life growing up and i always wondered like was that you know well, they very, weren't cuff and link but was that cuff and link you know what i mean like were those my turtles? possible you know it's very possible if they survive I wonder if, I wonder if they're still alive today you know they could be if 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 a tortoise like that could survive ago. the winter. Well, they, yeah, they can. But forty plus years ago, but it's a little lake that people would throw crap into. So who knows, you know? But yeah. it it went out. It went out into Long Island Sound. It, it had a water exchange from Long Island Sound under the under the Cross Island Parkway. So there was you know fresh water you know coming in, semi fresh. I mean you know Long Island Sound, but you get the idea. Yeah, you're terrible. You fucking put those turtles in that. What are we going to do? He couldn't keep them. They got too big to keep in the house. Bring them up to your farm. It was like the early, no, it's the early 70s. I'm talking about the early 70s. I know. I'm not talking about you. I was like, I was like, a bring, bring them upstate. Yeah, but this is the 70s. We got, we got rid of them in like 1974 or five. I was like four <laughs> or five years old. I don't remember. Right? Fine. Stop yelling at me. Listen, I'm going to podcast talking about turtles. Like people. Listen, people like, turtles, the Raven Night, Ghosts. I had good stories. What happened? Listen, but you know what? I'm going to entertain everybody, including yourself right now, because I'm going to shout out my sponsors real quick. You ready? Go ahead. Go ahead. You should know these by now at this point. Uh-huh. I'm going to, I'm going to, you're going to help me. I'm going to do them out of order. I usually do them in a specific order, but we're going to start off with new Republic printing for screen printing, embroidery, vinyl stickers, and buttons. Craig, if you go to, uh, if you go on Instagram, I've been using them for like 15, almost 20 years. Um, if you go to Instagram, you follow them on Instagram at new Republic printing. If you go to new there's a drop-down menu and there's all sorts of brands of every single kind of clothes, you know, t-shirt, hoodies, zip ups, whatever the hell you want. Um, and they'll print anything that you want on these items for you. And the best part about new Republic printing is that there are no setup fees. There are no screen fees. Go figure. How is that even possible? Exactly. And if you have your order shipped to any domestic, no, any, uh, any commercial address, even if you're cool with the guy at the bodega or at the corner, it's considered a business, you know, so your job, whatever, any commercial address you get your order shipped to, it's free UPS ground shipping. So you can wow. get, you know, you can get 500 Main Street Bistro shirts made and get 50 boxes delivered at the bistro, and it doesn't cost you a dime extra. Go wow. fucking figure. New, Steve McCarthy, very, Steve McCarthy, punk rock guy, and uh, huge Murphy's Law fan. He does a lot of band stuff, a lot of stuff. And yeah, uh, yeah New Republic Printing. So thanks if, to if them. If he likes Murphy's Law, I like him. That's the way it goes. Yeah, he's, he's a huge Murphy. He's a big, he's a big the hardcore fan, punk rock guy but he's been doing this thing for a very long time. All right. All right. Um, second, you, you're very well aware of this place. Um, it's local. 
uh, a little place that's been around since 1992, a little place called Generation Records, located located at 210 Thompson Street here in the West Village in New York City. Follow them on Instagram at Generation Records. If you cannot make it, Craig, to the actual brick and mortar spot at 210 West, you know, 210 Thompson Street, um, you they have an eBay page, and you could also go to generationrecords.bigcartel.com and you can order stuff online from them. So shout out to Mark and shout out to Ron Grimaldi from Death Cycle and Sonic Poison and all that for uh, being a sponsor, Generation Records. And last but definitely not least, and I'm surprised there hasn't been a special sick of it all blend made, but uh, Dead Sled Coffee, there's a Wisdom and Chains blend. Yeah, yeah, I'm aware. Yes. Luke made that. It's uh, Anazette and uh, yeah. Yes. He said, he's like, I want my coffee to taste like I took a sip after I dipped it at a cookie in there. <laughs> and that's what Yeah, and, and amaretto or whatever. Yes, it's, yeah, it's, it's an amaretto blend. Yes. So Luke knows food. Luke knows food. Yeah, shout out to Luke Rota and Wisdom yeah, and Change. He knows food. Yeah, yep, yep. So you follow Dead Sled Coffee at Dead Sled Coffee on Instagram. If you go to deadsledcoffee.com and you type in the promo code Brooklyn Blast. Craig, you will get 20% off of your order and anything $60 or more is free domestic shipping. Wow. Yeah, they do good things, bro. Or they just, they, they do uh, like officially licensed shit. Like they did a thing with Kiss, like all four different bags. They did something with Skid Row, Rob Zombie. Uh, I can they, only imagine with, with Kiss the amount of stuff they had to go through. Ooh. Oh God, dealing with Gene Simmons and Paul. What a fucking brutal. Gotta cut your arm off in a business deal. Right. Gene Simmons tried to register trademark the term OJ, like orange juice. Did he? I think he did. Where it's like if you say orange juice, so you can't say OJ referring to orange juice on a commercial without this dude getting kickbacks. That's strange. Isn't that like a strange thing? Yeah, people do weird stuff. Like in, in Australia, you go to Australia and Burger King in yeah. Australia is called it's called Hungry Jacks. And the reason is some dude uh, you know, trademarked the name Burger King. So when Burger King tried to come to Australia, they said to the guy, Hey, we'll give you this much money for the name. And he said no thinking that he would be able to negotiate higher. And they said, oh, yeah, go fuck yourself. And they called it Hungry Jacks. Right. Yeah. So it could backfire. It could backfire. Yeah, absolutely. It's fucking terrible. What else you got going on? Nothing, you know. I play the bass, and uh, I've been actually I work out a lot, you know. Like, yeah. so I have downtime, so I'm just, I work out a lot, you know. It keeps me, keeps me busy. Yeah. I can't really box because I got terrible tennis elbow, but it's finally starting after two years. It's starting to get a little better. Nice. And uh, that's it. Writing music. You know, we have a bunch of new songs. We worked on them recently. And, uh, you know, we're not going to record just yet, but we have some nice material going. It's a real single. Like one song's a like very sing along, real, real, like stick in your head. You'd love it. Yeah. Good. You got to be recording. When you do record again, are you going to be recording at Nova like last time? Uh, I would guess so. Yeah. Why? Well, if it ain't broke, why fix it? You know what I mean? It goes very well. Yeah. hundred percent. That place is you know, I, I, The place is great. Everybody there is great. You know, like, uh, everybody, everybody. Shout out to the, the Jerry Folly. That's right. That's right. That's right. Who, who is it? Who is at the, uh, the L and B episode with us? 
Yeah, that's right. That was great. What a, what a, what a great day. When we went there and they brought it out, you guys were like, it's the perfect day. They made you the perfect pie. I got yeah. lucky. I got, it was great. I mean, that was fabulous. You know, it was perfect. We had to roll you out of there. You ate an entire bowl of spumoni too. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of hurt. Like I was kind of like food coma. The next oh, day you were like, I can't do that no more. <laughs> Yeah, I was like drooling in the car. Eh, eh. You guys are like, all right, help them upstairs. Help them upstairs. <laughs> yeah. It's like being <laughs> drunk when you're 19 and they got to like open the door for oh, you. Of course. Well, bro, see, see, we fucked up a little bit because we, we got appetizers before. We got like broccoli rob and like fry galamad before. And then we got the fucking pie. And then the guy who was there, we told him that it was your first time. I don't even know how that's even possible. Because it's you, so far in Brooklyn. When am I going to that part of Brooklyn? Ever, ever, still, ever. you're not a real pizza guy if you haven't had Spumoni Gardens. So we let him know that. And then he brought us out this gigantic fucking boat of fucking Spumoni. And when you got to the crunchy part, you realized it was the plate because you were going in on it. <laughs> yeah, 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 I was going in hard, man. Yeah, said, yeah, 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 I was good was yeah you bit into it you're like wow it's a crack fact it has the crack fact he can't stop you were saying something earlier man and i had a story and i didn't want to cut you off and i can't remember what the damn story is i'm gonna remember it at three in the morning and text you like i remember the story i should have said it i have a story it's driving me crazy in the back of oh the come on man you can't yeah, fucking, i can't on, i can't remember it was something you said earlier it was around when we were talking about the ravenite the tile but it was it wasn't that but it was right around that time neil de la Croach? I don't remember. You know, we've been offered. We we've been we've been we've talked to a few coffee companies about doing a coffee, and like we kind of got the ball rolling, but it never came through. You know, dude, I'm sure that fucking dead sled would fucking do something dope with you. Yeah, this was more later. This was like 2019. So then, and when that whole thing happened, we kind of just you know that didn't really. It kind of dropped. It slowed everything up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, because dead yeah. dead sled does great shit. Like I said, they they did a, a blend with the toasters. They did. Obviously, Wisdom and Chains. I'm thinking like more local bands. I mean, they did big shit too, like that band Disturbed, Rob Zombie. They, they do a lot of horror stuff too. Kane Hodder, who played Jason in a million things. They have um, Robin Englund, Freddy Krueger. They have a Robin Englund okay. fucking blend. My um, concept for a coffee would be a, a, a dark roast. Yeah. A dark, strong coffee with a little hint of cherry in it. All right. And Just what a would hint you call of cherry. It? I don't know, but just that—that's that, that's a nice flavor right there. Almost like a cherry, black cherry, just a real, real dark, heavy, smoky, but nice. You know what I mean? Nice yeah. coffee, maybe chocolate—not chocolate like you taste it, but that smoky, chocolatey almost vibe. You know? Yeah. And then just uh, just a hint of hint of hint of a dark cherry in there could yeah. be nice. It could be like a good, you know, keep you warm coffee. Okay, like when you drink it, you know, you got to kind of like. Yeah, you, know, you do one of those. Yeah, you, know? yeah, you, you do like a stigma face. face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Your pinky got to be out like a gentleman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pinky's out. <laughs> Very good. Frank ahead, my man. See, this was cool, though. It's, it's oh, I didn't ever have questions for you. And it just this worked is a, out. This is an easy one. This one's kind of relaxed. You know what I mean? We, we actually didn't act like hyperactive maniacs. Right. Well, it's supposed to be relaxed sometimes. It's, well, it's I mean, nighttime. It's nighttime, so the caffeine already wore off. That's what it is. Right. And you're tired. Uh, you're also tired. tired. Yeah, you have. A, you tired, know, yeah, yeah, you had a rough weekend. I know. It was, it was a long weekend. It wasn't a lot of sleep. It was like get up early. Are we playing? Are we not playing? What's up with Pete's flights? It was a lot of, a lot of wrestling yeah. around. Yeah, and unfortunately, it didn't happen. But yeah, that was terrible, man. It'll but, happen. You know, It'll happen. Next show. Next no. show. Next show will come. You know. Yeah, man. 
Well, I appreciate your time as always, my friend. And and you know what? All right, buddy. You you got you got to fucking. I mean, you're in the undisclosed location right now. But the next time you're around, bro, we we should. You know what? We have to redo. When the weather gets warm, I'll come down there and spend some. Of course. More time when it's cold like this. Yeah, it sucks. I'm very, I'm, even... very, I'm very, I'm very busy up here. When it's cold, I get busy up here. Yeah, like doing stuff that I got to do. Yeah, and then I come down for like two days and go back up. But when the weather gets warmer, I come down for four days at a clip. You know what I mean? Right. So now I will I get put some this... pizza. Now I'm going to put this out there because me, you, but we, we spoke about this. Jesus, over two years ago, before the world went to shit, and I would like to touch on it and actually do it is we were supposed to do like these little mini episodes called the New York pizza report. Oh, Remember? Yeah, right. It was right. supposed to be me and you and Jerry Farley whenever he can. And then we were going to have a revolving special guest and we were going to go to different pizza places and rate and review them, talk shit or praise them. And like quick 15, 20 minutes. Nice. And we'll just hit all different pizza spots around the city and you throw it out that. as like a little bonus for the kids to enjoy. And we should do that. Maybe throw a little coffee episode in once in a while. Yeah, of course. Like the Gavone episode, like the Gavone yeah. report. Coffee and cannoli. Yeah, why not? <laughs> that, that one will just be nonsense. Just mumbling about nothing. Of course, well, that's just, sometimes the people like the nonsense. best episodes. Yeah, it's the best episodes. It's the nonsense ones. I want to do it. We should fucking when 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 this bullshit weather stops and the spring breaks, we should do it. Who's gonna be our first guest if they're available? Me, you. If Jerry's available, he's in, and somebody else. We gotta get Luke, obviously. Yeah, we need Luke. Uh, Easy the guys, Luke Richie. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, bull breaker has the same guys. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, bull breaker. It's all the same guys. Yeah, ball breakers. It's our go-to guys for food. Yes, we absolutely should do that, 100%. Good shit. Yeah, so I wanted to put, I'm glad I just thought of that because I think I have like a logo I made, like the New York Pizza Report, something like that or whatever, like to to start promoting it. But then, you know, then Wuhan happened. So, you know. We'll get stigma on a coffee episode. I would love to. I'll brew coffee right in his house. We'll sit on his fucking couch and fucking talk. You gotta, you gotta buy it for him. No, he's cheap. He's gonna, he's gonna force you to buy him the coffee. I know. There was and even, st- if you, even, even if you buy it for him, after that, he's gonna be like, you want me a coffee for the rest of your life? You'll Bro, the, you know what's funny? It was, <laughs> I've owed this guy a coffee for 35 years. Of course. They, when I did the last episode with him, I'm gonna buy you. But there was that, oh, what, and that's so funny that you say he's cheap because the last episode I did with him and Gallo in his house, I think Mike Gallo. That's another cheap bastard. Oh my God. Mike Gallo went Gallo to go eat like a piece of world. <laughs> I mean, Mike went to go eat like it was like a piece of like semolina bread or something like that. And and, and Stigma was like, oh, like, like that's $4 for that loaf of bread. Yeah. And he like took a slice. Like that slice is like a dollar fifty. What are you doing? All this big, you're like, what are you doing? Feed me. I'm hungry. Fucking I'm like, hilarious. I'm a goon. You got to feed me. Right. Gallo's a good guy to bring in on this. I'm like some of food. Course. He knows I, haven't food. Sp- I haven't spoken to Mike in a while, man. I got to reach out to him. I too. talk to him all the time. We just text each other nonsense. We talk about boxing a lot, too. He's a, he's a big boxing fan, Gallo. Is he? Yeah, he's into it. He started boxing recently. Like, he calls me up. I tells me a guy beat him up in the gym. I'm like, step to your right, throw the right hand, hook to the body <laughs> off. Yeah. 
it's like all that kind of like I'm like we're 50 years old. Who cares? You know? Yeah. What I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. So we'll, the eat. New York, we'll the, eat. We'll eat and talk about what we, we we used to be able to do. Yeah, we'll do that too. I could do that too. We'll all shoot the shit over about nonsense in, at random fucking pizza spots. Like we're doing right now. Of course. But people like the banter. I don't know why. All right, get out of here. I gotta all get right, get out of here. You know, but, yo, listen, thank you for your time and thank you for helping Absolutely. me. Try, Always try a pleasure. Trying to get me, uh, like, my fucking followers back because give me jerk a, give all right, give me a couple of days lead up, and I'll I'll put out the flyer too. You know, I have the flyer, put the flyer out on both those both of those things. This, both this, of them. This is coming out on the twenty third, so I'm gonna. I have to actually. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that means nothing to me. I'm not. I'll let that. you yeah. know. Plus, I'm an idiot because we were talking. You gotta let me know. I think I, I have to edit your flyer because I'm a re. I'm a. I'm. I'm not normal. I guess I almost said the R word. You almost you yelled at me for saying the retard word. But I have to edit your flyer because I have to put agnostic front on there. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. Oh, wow. Wow. Little crazy. box over here. Yeah, little box. Unbelievable. 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 All right. All right. Listen. All right. We're over here now. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, get lost. I'll get lost. Later. <laughs>